I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. It's time to get cozy in bed and listen to tonight's story. Our sleep story tonight is the second part of the tale of Daddy Longlegs. Mrs. Ladybug has decided she is going to advise Daddy Longlegs to find some work, since he is a harvester. Daddy Longlegs goes to talk to Farmer Green, but he cannot hear Daddy Longlegs talking. After some time, Daddy Longlegs leaves, and then a few days later, decides to head over to the field himself to see what he can do to help Farmer Green. No matter how your day was, let's forget about it for now and focus on slowing down and feeling relaxed. Close your eyes and feel warm and secure. Next, I would like you to take a slow, deep breath in through your nose. As big a breath as you can and as slow as you can. Then slowly let the air out through your mouth. Taking deep belly breaths helps us relax at any time of the day but it's a great habit to have before sleep. Try it again. Take a deep breath in and let the air slowly flow out. Take a deep breath in and now out. Breathe in deeply, filling your body with air and relaxation. Breathe out slowly, expelling any tension. Try to keep breathing slowly and deeply as we continue with the second part of the tale of Daddy Longlegs. Daddy Longlegs' neighbors took an even greater interest in him after his contest with Mr. Crow. And much to Daddy Longlegs' distress, they tried harder than before to pry into his private affairs. But those curious busybodies learned very little. In fact, there was only one of them who really found out anything about Daddy Longlegs that was worth knowing. Little Mrs. Ladybug, who was somewhat of a gossip, discovered in some way that Daddy Longlegs was a harvestman. And she lost no time in spreading the news far and wide. She even traveled as far as the big poplar to tell the carpenter bee what she had heard. 
A harvestman, eh? said the carpenter, thrusting his hands into the pockets of his apron. If that's so, why doesn't he go to work? And without waiting for an answer, he dodged quickly inside his house. He was building an addition to his home, and naturally, he was quite busy. He knew, too, that Mrs. Ladybug was a terrible talker. I declare I hadn't thought of that, Mrs. Ladybug exclaimed. And then she quickly went to the stone wall to find Daddy Longlegs and learn the answer to Carpenter's question. Mrs. Ladybug soon spied Daddy Longlegs coming from the orchard nearby. And since she had seen him before he saw her, he had no chance to hide. He was sorry, for he just knew, from the look in her eye, that she was going to ask him a question. And sure enough, she did. You're a harvestman, she began, quite out of breath from hurrying. Why don't you go to work? What can I do? Daddy Longlegs inquired with a blank look. Do? she exclaimed. I should think Farmer Green would be glad to have your help in harvesting his crops. He's mowing his oats now, and there's no one to help him except the hired man, unless you count Johnny, and he spends most of his time at the swimming hole. Daddy Longlegs thanked Mrs. Ladybug politely for her suggestion, but he said that he was not acquainted with Farmer Green and he didn't like working for strangers. And he thought he would spend the rest of the summer making friends with his neighbors. Next year, he told her, I may make some arrangement with Farmer Green to work for him regularly. But that answer did not satisfy Mrs. Ladybug in the least. You'd be far better off with something steady to do, she insisted. And she said so much that just to get rid of her, Daddy Longlegs promised to see Farmer Green at once and offer his services. He was sorry, as soon as she had gone, that he had agreed to do that. But being a person of his word, he never once thought of not keeping his promise though he wished he had simply put his hand behind his ear and not answered Mrs. Ladybug's question at all. But it was too late then to do that. It was true that Farmer Green had almost more work than he could do just then, even with the help of the hired man and Johnny. And he often wished that he might find somebody else to help him. I'd hire anybody I could find that had two legs, he remarked to his wife as he started away from the house after finishing his dinner. I want to get the oats harvested before there's a rain, and I don't like the looks of the sky today. Now Daddy Longlegs reached the farmhouse just in time to hear what Farmer Green said, and he spoke up at once as loudly as he could. 
I'd be willing to work for you, he said. I'm a harvestman, and you ought to be glad to hire me, for I have eight legs instead of only two. Perhaps Daddy's voice was too thin and high for Farmer Green to hear. Anyhow, he paid not the slightest attention to Daddy Longlegs' offer, but strode off across the farmyard while his collar cried, Stop! Please stop! at the top of his lungs. Then Daddy Longlegs heard a noise, which he was sure was thunder, though it was only Farmer Green calling to the hired man to hurry. Well, I've tried to go to work anyhow, Daddy Longlegs assured himself, and if the oats get wet, Farmer Green can't blame me. He went back to the stone wall then, and seeing Mr. Chippy perched on the wild grapevine, Daddy Longlegs told him what had happened. Farmer Green must be deaf at times the same as you are, little Mr. Chippy observed. If I were you, I would write him a letter. Daddy Longlegs pretended not to hear Mr. Chippy's suggestion. The truth was, being only a few months old, Daddy Longlegs did not know how to write. But of course, he did not care to have Mr. Chippy know that. Well, while he thought about the situation, Daddy Longlegs changed his mind about working for Farmer Green. In the beginning, he had not wanted to help with the harvesting. He had taken up Mrs. Ladybug's suggestion only to keep her quiet. But now, having found that going to work for Farmer Green was no easy matter to arrange, Daddy Longlegs began to long to do the very thing he had wished to avoid. At last he decided that he would go over to the oat field at once and do what he could to help with the harvesting, without saying anything more to anybody. Farmer Green can't help but be pleased, he thought, as he started off across the farmyard in the same direction in which Johnny Green's father had gone when he called to the hired man to hurry. Daddy Longlegs had not gone far before he met Buster Bumblebee. How far is it to the oat field, he asked him. Oh, it's not ten minutes' journey, said Buster. I've just come from the clover patch myself, and that's twice as far. Daddy Longlegs thanked him, and then he turned and tottered on again. For a long time, he walked as fast as he could. It seemed to him that he must have been traveling at least half an hour, but he saw not the slightest sign of the oat field, though he climbed a fence and peered across the rolling meadow. Then he happened to catch sight of Chirpy Cricket hopping through the grass, and Daddy Longlegs called to him and asked him how far it was to the oat field. It's a good half day's journey from here, said Chirpy Cricket cheerfully. But Daddy Longlegs did not feel the least bit cheerful when he heard that. For goodness sake, he exclaimed, are you sure you're not mistaken? 
Buster Bumblebee told me a long time ago that it was only a 10-minute trip. Ah, so it is. For him, said Chirpy Cricket, you must remember that he flies very fast. But I have to hop along much more slowly. And as for you, at the pace you were traveling before you stopped to speak to me, you wouldn't reach the oat field before tomorrow morning. No, not even if you walked all night. Daddy Longlegs couldn't help feeling discouraged when Chirpy Cricket told him that he wouldn't be able to reach the oat field before the next morning. I declare, he said, if I had known it was such a long journey, I wouldn't have tried to go there to help Farmer Green with his harvesting. I've already walked so far that my shoes are all worn out, and I can neither go on nor go back until I get some new ones. He looked very unhappy, for he didn't know what to do. But Chirpy Cricket laughed merrily, as was his custom. Cheer up, he cried. You're in luck. Jimmy Rabbit has a shoe shop in this very meadow. Just follow me and I'll show you where it is. So off they went, and soon they arrived at the shoe shop, in front of which they found Jimmy Rabbit all smiles and bows. Here's a friend of mine who needs some new shoes, Chirpy Cricket announced. Come right in, cried Jimmy Rabbit. Any friend of Chirpy Cricket's is a friend of mine, too. And if I can't fit your feet with shoes, it won't be my fault. Only yesterday, I sold a pair of shoes to old Mr. Crow, and his feet are enormous, as everybody knows. Well, I want more than just one pair, Daddy Longlegs piped up. I want four, making eight shoes in all. And I flatter myself that my feet are very small, he added. Jimmy Rabbit looked a bit surprised at that remark. He was not accustomed to seeing eight-legged people in his shop, but he made no comment, though he couldn't help staring at his new customer. Meanwhile, Chirpy Cricket had hopped away after telling Daddy that he was leaving him in good hands. And then Jimmy Rabbit went to work briskly. He began setting shoes of all sorts and sizes before Daddy Longlegs. And soon he was not only placing them in front of Daddy Longlegs, but on both sides of him and behind him as well. Jimmy Rabbit was so spry and most of the shoes were so big that in no time at all, Daddy Longlegs was completely surrounded by a wall of shoes, which rapidly grew higher and higher. Stop, stop, cried Daddy Longlegs. But Jimmy Rabbit was so busy that he didn't hear him. And he kept piling more and more shoes around his tiny visitor until Daddy Longlegs was lost in a small mountain of big, little, and medium-sized shoes of many different colors. 
Not till then did Jimmy Rabbit pause for breath. And when he saw that his customer had disappeared, he was more than surprised. Where can he have gone? Jimmy exclaimed. I didn't see him go out. He was sitting right here only a moment ago, and now he's certainly not in my shop. Even at that very moment, Daddy Longlegs was frantically crying, Help! Help! But his thin, weak voice was quite muffled by the great heap of shoes that covered him. After waiting for a few minutes, Jimmy Rabbit closed and locked his door and went skipping off to Farmer Green's garden where the cabbages grew. Poor Daddy Longlegs, covered as he was under dozens of shoes, all of them many times bigger than he was, he couldn't help being alarmed when he heard Jimmy Rabbit walk out of the shoe shop and lock the door behind him. Daddy Longlegs wished that he had told Mrs. Ladybug in the beginning that he wouldn't help Farmer Green with his harvesting. Then he would never have started on his long journey to the oat field and worn out his shoes. And if he hadn't worn out his shoes, of course he would never have visited Jimmy Rabbit's shoe shop and gotten himself into such terrible trouble. He soon saw that he might call for help until his voice was cracked worse than ever, without its doing him the least bit of good. So he stopped shouting and began to climb out of the pile of shoes that surrounded him. And he was very glad then that he had eight long legs to help him. But when he found himself free of the shoes, he seemed only a little better off than before. There he was, a prisoner in the shoe shop, and the daylight was fast fading. If Daddy Longlegs had been half as wise as his neighbors believed him, he wouldn't have stayed in his prison two minutes. But after trying the door and the two windows, and finding that he couldn't open them, he made up his mind that there was nothing for him to do except to wait until Jimmy Rabbit came back the following day. And there was the chimney all the time. Daddy Longlegs could have crawled up it. But because he had never left anybody's house or shop by the way of the chimney, Daddy Longlegs never once thought of doing such a thing. And his thinking that Jimmy Rabbit wouldn't come back until the next morning shows that Daddy Longlegs knew very little about the ways of his neighbors. Almost anybody else would have been sure that Jimmy Rabbit would keep his shoe shop open at night because he was always wide awake after dark. And many others of the field people were exactly like him in that respect. Daddy Longlegs had been sleeping soundly for some time inside the toe of a shoe when the sound of voices awakened him. At first, he kept very still. Being naturally a timid person, 
he did not want to show himself until he was sure he was safe from harm. And then, before he realized what was happening, he felt himself picked up, shoe and all, and he heard Jimmy Rabbit say, Try this shoe on, Peter Mink. Since there was no doubt, the next instant, that Peter Mink was thrusting his foot into Daddy Longlegs' hiding place, there was only one thing for him to do. Knowing that he was in great danger of being crushed, he withdrew into the very tip of the shoe. And luckily for him, Peter Mink's toes did not quite reach him. After that, Daddy Longlegs could hear nothing more, nor did he know what was happening. But to make a long story short, Jimmy Rabbit gave Peter Mink another shoe for Peter's other foot and bowed his customer politely out of his shop. After that, Jimmy Rabbit promptly locked the door again, but this time he locked himself in instead of out. You see, he never felt safe in Peter Mink's company. Naturally, Jimmy locked Daddy Longlegs out of the shop too, though he didn't know it. And there Peter Mink stood in the moonlight meadow with his new shoes on his feet and with Daddy Longlegs hidden in the toe of his right shoe. But no matter if it was the right shoe, Daddy Longlegs thought it was all wrong. And that's the end of this part. Good night. <laughs>